As we do on Fridays on Peacock and Williamson every single week, we are making our picks for week six. Well, it's not week six every Friday, but this Friday it is week six, making our picks break down and just figure out what the heck is going on on Thursday night football. And pretty much every Thursday night football nowadays just leaves us with some big head scratchers of why are these games even happening? So uh, Washington and Chicago, the commanders victorious. We'll get into that and, of course, make our week six picks. And Matt might actually change one of his six-pack picks from yesterday <laughs> in the Bills-Chiefs matchup. So all of that on today's episode of Peacock and Williamson coming up right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Of course, we'll start making our picks for the rest of week six that we did not get to on our six pack yesterday, Matt. But first we've got to cover this Thursday night football game. It was the Washington commanders victorious 12 to seven over the Chicago bears. Uh, before we break down what actually happened in the game, uh, I've seen enough, Matt. Can we cancel Thursday night football? <laughs> I'm not going to get on my soapbox like I did a week ago, and, but I, this product offends me a little bit as a consumer, you know, that they push this off. Like it's just like any other game, these Thursday games. I mean, really have no practice time. It shows time and time again. That being said, this one could have been played on the moon on Sunday or any time. And it probably would have been an equally ugly result. I mean, of so many errors, you know, I mean, I love a great defensive football game. That's not what this was. It's not, this is not what last Thursday was. This is a lot of incompetence, you know, holding the football and taking sacks, things like that. Um, the good thing is I think we've ended yesterday's show. And the two things I was most excited about was I want to see progress from fields. And I want Brian Robinson to look good. I think we had both those. I mean, the progress from fields might be a little generous, but it was better than it was early in the season. But, I mean, a Wentz with a 22 QBR, Fields with a 28. And this kind of sums up the game to me. There were three instances where the commanders didn't have 11 guys on their defense. I mean, they had 12 <laughs> twice and 10 once. Like, that's yeah. pretty basic. Can't you get 11 on the field? If it happened once every couple weeks, fine. Three times the same game? I Yeah, I mean, that's bad. And that's terrible. There's a reason that Ron Rivera is on the hot seat right now. Carson Wentz, there was some hope earlier on in the season, and there always is, and he's a talented mm -hmm. guy. And then you just see, you know, you just see what he is. It's like, I don't know why. I don't know what, what's the disconnect with Carson Wentz because he should be a lot better quarterback and playing a yeah. lot better, including Thursday night, than he has been uh, for a while now in his career. Um, great story for Brian Robinson. Love seeing that. 17 yeah. carries, 60 yards, got that first touchdown. J just an awesome story. That was the best part of this game by far. Um, 
And then you mentioned the quarterback on the other side, Justin Fields, and it's maddening, Matt. I, I can't stand it because he is so talented, and you see the athleticism. He'll, he rips off one awesome run that not many quarterback, an elite-level quarterback run, and he makes one elite-level quarterback throw every single week. And then every other dropback is he just he there's no timing. He can't get the ball right. out on his back foot, not seeing the open receivers and receivers aren't that open on his football team. But you can't just wait to see it open. You can't wait. You know, they, they showed the stats and, you know, it's, it's the same as it was last year. This is how long mm-hmm. he's holding the football, holding it too long, running into his own sacks. Carson Wentz running into his own sacks too. just bad quarterback play. And, and Justin Fields, at this point, you're, you're hoping to see more. But we see the flashes. We see the one throw, the one run every single week. It's like, wow, this guy could be something great. But if he can't get the ball out on time in his back foot when a guy's open in the NFL, it's never going to happen for him. So it's really frustrating. I'm sure it's frustrating for Chicago Bears fans, and you have to start wondering, is he ever going to get that aspect of the game? Because the the ceiling is so high for Justin Fields, and that's what makes it so maddening when you see him make these great plays. Like, take the freebies. That's supposed to be the easy part. 100%. You said that extremely well. I 100% agree. And, yeah, he's young. But, I mean, this was a case with a couple of the Ohio State guys. Is They had such good linemen and receivers. You could hold it. You know, you could play out of structure. You can't live playing out of structure in the NFL. I mean, a lot of people were shocked that Malik Willis fell to the third round. It's the exact same reason. You know, I mean, if you're not running the plays that we worked all week on, on time, I have a hard time helping you. And, yes, Fields could use more help, too. I mean, his receivers could occasionally make a play for him. That would be nice, you know. Um, Mooney's a two and a good player, but the rest of the group is blah. Um, I do like Khalil Herbert and Montgomery ran well, and you know, collectively they ran for 238 yards and scored seven points. You know, you know like okay, great. It's, it's funny because yeah, all, all of all the Bears receivers aside from Mooney and Mooney's, you know, some people tried to bill him as a one. He, you know, he's a two. He's nice. He's a, yeah, you know, he's a good player. Sort of a wide receiver, but he's not a, a target hog. Like your, your number one wide receiver, Dante Pettis cast off multiple teams. Um, Equinemius St. Brown's your other starting wide receiver. And he was so far down the, the Green Bay Packers depth chart that he was on their practice squad at the end and then didn't make their team this year. And, we're talking about how bad their receiver group is and they can't figure things right, out exactly. behind all those guys. Right. So that's what you're dealing with. If you're Justin Fields. so he's not getting help, but, but clearly that's not the only reason he, he's the process has to speed up for him. And when you've got a guy open and you, you know, beyond the sticks in the NFL, you got to rip it and you got to see it. And so that, that is a worrisome trend for, for Justin Fields. Yeah. I mean, like you said, Pettis, St. Brown, the, the bad St. Brown and Nikhil Harry. I mean, like those are the guys that they're, you know, investing in a little, not really investing, but cast offs that they're playing with this year. Bad. You know, Harry didn't play in this game. Um, last little note on that too. Yeah. Fields is young, but Kenny Pickett, Mac Jones. I mean, those guys play in structure from the start. I mean, it's, it, it's hard for a rookie to do it, but it's not unheard of. Right. And, and there's no excuse for Wentz even being young anymore. And yeah, right. He's, he's that, just that on the other side. Like, and he's got better weapons. I, I focused on McLaurin cause I have him in like every fantasy league and he makes me crazy and it's not his fault. He's open a lot and you can even see it on TV. And if you watch it on all 22, I mean, like it has to be so frustrating and he ends up with three for 41, you know, and that's their leading receiver. It's like, Oh my. It's- and you see how explosive he is too. You're like, okay, right. Yeah, now it's time to start feeding McLaurin and nah, it just didn't happen. You can't. These are 
maybe the two worst teams in the league. You know, like, I think the Falcons would kill these guys. I felt the same way after last Thursday's game. So I did too. I, I, I did too. But these two teams aren't good. They're both two and four now. I think we've seen enough from both of these teams after after six weeks, though, to know that they're not going anywhere. No, I mean they're they're going to end up with they're going to be in the hunt for the first overall pick. I mean yeah. they're they're lucky they have two wins now, but I mean my Steelers are terrible, the Colts are terrible, the Texans are terrible. I mean we can really name six to eight awful teams, not like ah they're kind of bad. I mean awful teams. I mean not the Raiders. Like the Raiders are kill these teams, <laughs> right? Yeah, the <laughs> you know? and uh, what where are the Raiders right now? One four, one right, right. They have oh, a bad record, but they're so yeah. much better than these teams. Oh. Yeah, all day long they would whip Panthers, up. Panthers, Colts, Lions. Yeah, of, right. right. Teams that'll be jockeying in the top ten of the NFL draft after you know five plus weeks now that we've seen. Okay, let's get to some of those teams. A lot of football games to make picks for and preview for Week Six coming up. These days, every new potential hire can make you feel like high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be one hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Super easy. And look, everyone's already on LinkedIn, right? So that's the place to go to find people who are looking for jobs and maybe not even know they're looking for jobs because they find your job on your purple hiring frame, on your LinkedIn profile. That spreads the word that you are hiring to the 800 million plus wide network of potential candidates. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and eventually hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. And you know, as someone who's looked for jobs in the past, you don't want to waste your time with a job that maybe isn't right for you either. So that's why this all comes together and helps so much at LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn job slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Thanks again, everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Make sure you check out NFL key predictions every Friday. It's today on locked on NFL locked on NFL. By the way, you should already be subscribed up because this is the home on YouTube of Peacock and Williamson locked on's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday Night Football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts, Bet Online. Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Here we go, Matt. Week six schedule, and let's start with oh, my San Francisco 49ers are right. on the road. A little southeast swing. Carolina dominated last week. Banged up, though, heading into week six here. At the Atlanta Falcons, the three and two 49ers are favored by about five and a half points over those Falcons. How healthy is your D line? I mean, I think that Not is. A, I didn't think so. I mean, I don't. I, I'm assuming Bosa doesn't play. I mean, it's a really <laughs> deep, good, good D line, but it sounds like, like all the starters are out. Well, it's looking like and the, the 49ers have been playing awesome, even without their starting D tackles and Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw. So that hasn't been a huge problem. But when you start adding that to Samson Abukam has been the starting edge uh, opposite Nick Bosa, he's banged up. He's looking good like he's going to play. Nick Bosa's got a growing. I think it would be smart if they held him out. They're still not sure. Kyle Shanahan's the type of coach, by the way, if you're ever worried about you know a running back or a player on his roster, 
he lets the medical staff decide. If the medical staff mm-hmm. says he's good to go, Bosa is going to be out there. That's the way the Kyle Shanahan coaches his team. So, and he usually just plays him as much as possible. And in that case, uh, last year there was one where um, it was a game time decision. You weren't really sure. Elijah Mitchell didn't practice all week, and then he got cleared on game day. They had twenty seven carries. You know, that's the way Kyle Shanahan coaches to win every single game. So, if if the medical staff says thumbs up, Bosa is going to be out there. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know, if, you know, before it gets to Shanahan, they might have to make some decisions there on Bosa, but they could be without potentially their entire starting four on the defensive line. But Bosa yeah. is the real key there because they do have a lot of depth, which is why they've still played well on the defensive line. But that does start to worry me. Emmanuel Mosley torn ACL last week, so they might be playing rookie Sam Womack, who had a really good camp, is a nice player out there, unless Jason Verrett, who's coming off his own ACL, can come back. So they do have some depth on that defensive side of the ball to help out with some of these injuries. Uh, Jimmy Ward's been out all year. He got hurt on the opening kickoff in his first game back, so he's out again with a broken hand. So there's some injuries over there, but Bosa's the big key there. And to me, it's he's such a key to where if he's not playing, give me the points, even though I think the 49ers can still mm-hmm. win this one, but maybe by a field goal instead of by a touchdown. Okay. Fair enough. I am still going to lay the points. I, I mean, I, this is kind of a week. I'm expecting some people to turn into pumpkins. You know, I, I mentioned that with Brissett, Bailey, Zappi, maybe Cooper rush. And I'm not saying Mariota's in that class. Cause we, we have a bigger body of work there, but I just think this Falcons offense being so run heavy, is bound to kind of run its course. And I understand that Kyle Pitts is coming back. I just don't know what that's worth to this team because they don't use them, which is mind-boggling to me. I think the Niners' offense controls the day and runs the football. Right. And like the Panthers last week, if your game plan is, okay, we've got – we're going to play a little defense, try to run the ball. Well, the 49ers squash that, and Mm -hmm. it ends up not going well for you. And so I don't know if that's going to be great for the Falcons to keep this one tight as they have with a lot of games this season. I mean, they're two and three. They only have a minus four point differential. They've been in every game all season long. Um, Undefeated against the spread, too. They're the only Yes, undefeated, by the way, against the spreads. Maybe it is smart to take the points on the Falcons and the home dog here. Um, The path I see for the Falcons, though, is that – is that they play those tight games. And so, you know, the ball bounce is funny. Maybe you, you know – keep it tight long enough to let the other team make a mistake. Does Jimmy throw it to the wrong guy? You know, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't like the matchup for the Falcons. So yeah, give me the 49ers for sure. Straight up. And you know, mm-hmm. if the points start to get to dwindle a little bit, by the way, you can find all the lines at bet online. Um, that maybe you start to think about the 49ers, but I don't know. I'd kind of stay away from this one. I, 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 I like home dog points, but, Kind of felt that way last week. The 49ers blew him out. And maybe are the 49ers the, the Grim Reaper this year? We saw Matt Rule get fired. Do we see Desmond Ritter this <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Week? Yeah. I don't love that it's a 1 o'clock start, but I still have Niners like 20 to 10. Big Debo day, big game on the ground. The New England Patriots at the Cleveland Browns. We talked about that game yesterday, right? We'll yeah, we did. We everybody did. at the end what our picks were from our six-pack yesterday. Uh, at the end of today's show, and Matt might have a little bit of a might, might be waffling on one of the games a little bit. There's so, one yeah. to hear how he's fi- he's feeling about that Bills Chiefs game now. How about the New York Jets at the Green Bay Packers? Both these teams at three and two are the Jets on the Packers level. Packers favored by seven and a half at home, even though both teams have the same record. I like the points here. Uh, this is a stay away for me for sure. I, I do not have a lot of faith at all in the Packer passing game or their ability to blow teams out. Something is missing with their defense as well. I mean, the talent is overwhelming, but it's very, very disjointed. 
I'm not suggesting the Jets go into Green Bay and win, but I think they're doing good things. They're progressing. Brees Hall, Sauce Gardner. I mean, I think they keep it close, 23-20, something like that. I'll take seven and a half. I don't like how many points there are, but I do really like Green Bay in this game, and I feel like Green Bay is only going to get better as the season goes along, and I've said that for a while. Then they lost last week to the the other New York team, so we'll see what happens here. But at home now, not in London, I do think the Green Bay Packers can win big in this game. I would stay away, but I have to make a pick. I'm even going to give up the 7.5. I think the the Packers can win by you know a couple of scores here against the Jets. And remind everybody, it's like, okay, we're the Packers, and we're still going to roll here. Okay. I mean, that would be good to see. I mean, that would make me feel a lot more confident about this team, but I don't love where the Packers are at right now. If it was in New York, maybe I I would feel a lot better Mm -hmm. about a home dog situation, but I don't like the road jets in this one. Okay. I would like to see the jets though, turn that corner. And I feel like they're close. That'd be fun. And and even at three and two, I feel like they haven't played to a level where it's like, okay, jets, jets are here. Right. No, I mean, they beat the Steelers and they beat a, what a Tua list and and Bridgewater list you know, dolphin team like, yeah, that's good, but that's not the beating Aaron Rodgers. What would you set the odds at that? The New York, we have an all New York super bowl jets giants in the oh next my. three years, man. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> I throw, I'm just throwing that out of nowhere at you. Whew, one in 300. Okay. It's not one in like 7 million anymore. So that's no. Good. Yeah. Uh, the giants. I mean, the quarterback situation for that. I mean, but, but maybe we'll talk about that like on Wednesday or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot, a lot to cover. The Jacksonville Jaguars at two and three at the Indianapolis Colts at two, two and one. These are the games you got to win. If you are the Jaguars or the Colts and you're trying to get yourselves in the playoffs because only one team's going from this division is the division winner. I think this is the first repeat game of the year. It has to be right. I mean, these guys played, earlier Jacksonville won I know Jacksonville has stumbled a little bit the last two weeks but I don't understand how the Colts could be favored period in this game I mean I'm looking at Jacksonville plus two if it was Jacksonville minus two I would quickly bet on the Jags so this is a no-brainer to me but those are the bets everybody loses you know what I mean I just think that the Colts are awful I mean at least Taylor's coming back I like the Jaguars in this one too. They they played better. They've they blanked the Colts, and it was right. Frank Reich after the game sort of predicted the Jaguars' success because nobody really saw it coming and said, "Hey, that defense." I know we got shut out. That defense is for real. They're really mm-hmm. good, and so we'll see if they can do it again, or if Frank Reich and, and Matt Ryan have some uh, adjustments to make against that oh. Jaguars defense. Give me the Jaguars as well. Give me those points. Yeah, no doubt. When's the last time the Colts beat the Jags too? I mean, they got beaten week. 18 last year. I mean, uh, they have no bad record against these guys. How do you feel about your Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt? They are at home hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're in a bad spot, and this is a bad matchup for them because I think Brady starting to get that offense right. They've kind of just stopped running the ball, Tampa. And I think Tom just said, you know, hey, coach, I got the offense. I'm going to throw it almost every time. Um, the Bucks aren't all the way back, but the last two weeks have been better than the first three. And here's a big key to me is, at least as of Thursday practice, the Steelers' top three corners didn't practice, <laughs> and they didn't finish the game against Buffalo. So there's so many places Brady's just going to watch on film. We've been making the joke all week. Like, Brady's just kind of chilling there watching film like, oh, I'll pick on him. 
I'll pick on him. Yeah. I'll pick on him. You know, like I'll, pick, I'll just look at 39 and whatever right. direction he goes, I'll throw the other way. There was a corner that was, I think, wore 17 in the Bills game, and I I cover the Steelers for a living, and I'm like, who's that? <laughs> and he finished the game. Right. Yeah. So that is never a good sign. So pick up Tom Brady in your DFS leagues, is what you're trying to say. I think so. I think he throws it a lot and well. Steelers pass rush has been really bad. I think the Bucks cover. And that was going to be my point, Matt, is, and, and you could probably speak to this, is how big of a difference J.J. Watt makes to that defense. I don't think I can pick the Steelers until at least J.J. Watt's back in there. T.J. But TJ, sorry, T.J. Watt. I almost didn't correct you, but I had to use the Steelers. Um, they've never won a game without him. Uh, the, the, the numbers, the blitz percentage, the pressure, the yards allowed, the sacks are two sides of a coin with and without T.J. And I think Wait, he might be. They've back never there. won a game when TJ Watt was didn't out. start. I, I I should know that because wow. it gets quoted to me all the time. I think it's zero and eight of games he has not started. I'm almost certain. Well, there you go. Lock it up, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The question is nine points. Is this a you know a touchdown field goal plus win for the Buccaneers on the road? Steelers won't run on them. They're, I mean, their run defense was so so against Atlanta, but the Steelers won't run on them. Najee looks terrible. I think Pickett will show well, and that's all Steeler fans should hope for. All right. Well, I guess I'm uh, not up all those points for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then. All right. We got a few more games next and Matt's uh, might have a change of heart with his pick from yesterday with those Buffalo bills at the Kansas city chiefs next. And of course you can find all these lines and more at betonline.net, your number one source for football betting information this season, by the way, checking in on how things have changed over the course of the few first five, six weeks of the NFL season. There were a couple teams that were favored to miss the playoffs that are now heavily favored to make the playoffs. That is the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles. Teams that were favored to make the playoffs now favored to miss the playoffs are the Arizona Cardinals, the reigning AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, the Denver Broncos, and the number one seed from last year, Tennessee Titans. So that's how much things can change in about a quarter of an NFL season. So if you see some things coming, some tides changing in the NFL, you can get in front of that at Bet Online. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth articles, and analysis on every game you can find. And, of course, not just sports wagering, but information at Bet Online. Live betting, up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there, not just the NFL. We're talking NBA that's getting going, MLB. MMA, boxing, golf, you name it. Get over to betonline.net. Use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, here we go. How about, let's go to the NFC West. We started with the 49ers that's got a early game. Going to the late games, we've got the Carolina Panthers at 1-4. and four. They are at the 2-3 and three Los Angeles Rams. Rams favored big by 10. Is this the get-right game for Matthew Stafford and the Rams? Um, it, it might be a step in the right, right direction game, but I don't think it's a 10 point win game. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at team EPA and there's three teams that are clustered really close together with average defense and horrible offense. And that's these two teams and the Colts, you know, like you wouldn't think the Rams and Panthers should be lumped together in anything, but that's how bad it's been for the Ram offense. And I think the, the the Carolina defense will ha- give them problems up front. And and part of me also thinks the spark from a new coach could be real for a week or two. 
that's exactly what I was going to say. This is yeah. the worst week to run into the Panthers of the season Absolutely. because, you know, everyone's going to be on their best behavior. It's like, oh, yeah, our jobs are at stake here. Mm-hmm. And maybe a totally different vibe with a guy who's been, you know, well-respected Wilkes, the, the, the new um, interim head coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah Steve. Guy who's head coached a team before and might have these guys playing it a much different style of ball and, and everybody on their best behavior and, Everybody just, you know, you, you see that all the time when when coaches are fired and the interims have a, a short term bump. But, you know, maybe it doesn't last all season long, but um, I don't like this one for the Rams at mm-hmm. 10 points at all. Rams straight up for sure at home. But um, give me give me those points all day in this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Panthers have better talent than their offense has shown to maybe they get a little more out of it. I understand it's going to be walking. And who else who else can make a play on offense besides Cooper Cup for the Rams? That's that's one. I them. know it's crazy. And clearly, the rest of their team is worse. Their offensive line is worse. Their defense is worse than last year. So the the, the Rams that we saw in the Super Bowl aren't coming back anytime no, soon. No, I, I 100% agree. And this might be a little eye opening that, boy, we couldn't be we couldn't blow out the Panthers. Maybe we aren't you know a Super Bowl type team. The Arizona Cardinals at two and three are at the two and three Seattle Seahawks here. The Cardinals on the road favored by two and a half. This is an easy give me the the home underdog just because I don't feel strong about either team, but I don't think that the Cardinals have shown anything to make me think that they should be favored on the road against the Seahawks right now. No, I think Seattle wins a game. Uh, I mean, I think their offense is better and I trust it more than uh, than the Cardinals. Their defense is horrendous. I mean, there could be a lot of points in this game. Start your your fantasy guys in this one. I do think it'll be back and forth, and Murray will show well. Tough place to play, though, and a big coaching edge to me to Seattle. I'm, I'm going to take the Hawks to win. You know, Smith is, like, clearly Good. outplaying uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray right now, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's – maybe it's sustainable. Like, I don't think he turns into a pumpkin. You know, I mentioned some pumpkins coming this week, and I, I don't think that he does. I think he's playing really well and has found his spot, and they're making life – I don't say they're making life easy on him, but they're – you know, playing to his strengths. And I'm excited for a guy that I've got on a lot of my fantasy teams, Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Um, it was a matter of time before, you know, an injury opened things up for him. And I, it's un- very unfortunate for Rashad Penny, who's done for the year now. But potential league winner right now, Ken Walker. Uh, if you're out there and maybe you can make a trade for the rookie, now's the time to do it before he blows up. Yeah, I think he's a legit guy. And now he's going to have a major opportunity. I don't think the Cardinals are a lot of resistance for him. The Hawks are building some stuff there. You know, I mean, so these young guys are playing well. The young corners, the young tackles, you know, see the running back now. The receivers are in place. So Gino's doing his job and more. Last one here, and then we're going to do a redo. And, and I'm, I'm interested to see why you have a change of heart with the Buffalo Bills. But on Monday Night Football, we've got the Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers, Matt. The Chargers at home favored by four and a half points here. Um, the, the Broncos have not looked for real Uh, The Chargers have had some hiccups. Is Herbert back to 100% health is a big question uh, because, you know, injuries have been a a problem for the Chargers all year long. Yeah, I mean, Monday night at home, but they don't have much of a home field advantage. Um, We were kind of scoffing at Denver after that Thursday night game. So this is a super long week for them. I didn't realize that. I I guess that's a good thing considering where they've been. I mean, all the time to reanalyze things is useful. Um, I don't think Keenan Allen's going to play. I think you'll see a lot of certain on Mike Williams and maybe the chargers are back to running the football well, or maybe the Browns are just a tremendously bad run defense from last week. 
I have a lot of respect for Denver's D, though. I mean, I've been hard on the Broncos, but I think their D is real. I'm really torn on the points, though. I'm, I I think the Chargers win. I don't like this line at all. Maybe on Monday I'll say I like the Chargers better, but I'm going to lay the points now. I, I just don't want to bet on Denver's offense. Yeah, it's it's so hard for me to bet on Denver's offense. So, you know, even though it's it's more points than I would like, I would still bet mm-hmm. on the Chargers straight up to win this game, and I would have to just give up the points because I have no choice. Okay. Lions, Titans, Raiders, Texans all have buys this week, but part of our six-pack of favorite games yesterday, Matt, was the Buffalo Bills. This is game of the week by far. Buffalo Bills at Kansas City Chiefs, but you might have run into a statistic that has changed your mind on, on how you saw this game. Yeah, it's not a statistic, and we've been pumping it up like I have this huge news or, oh, I think someone's going to win 50 to nothing. And no, I, I just think that when we convene again on Monday, we're going to say, boy, the Bills are clearly the best team in the league. They beat Kansas City by 10 points, you know, where I was torn on the line yesterday. I think the Bills just win bigger than I originally predicted. I think they're ready as an organization, as a quarterback, as a coach to make such a big leap in that building. And I just think they have more firepower than Kansas city. So you just came over to my side. You, you, a little bit. Yeah. You probably listened back to the podcast yesterday and you realized how much knowledge I was spitting when I was breaking down that game. And <laughs> uh, you came over. So I think I, I think I had it bills by three. You had it bills by one basically. Yeah. And now I'm going to go bills by 10 or eight okay. to 10 neighbors. Big bills win. According to yep. Matt Williamson in week six. Thanks everybody for making Peacock and Williamson, your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network for your second listen. Make sure you are checking out everything else that we have to offer. Your team is covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe up, hit the bell notification, hit the thumbs up on whatever platform you are watching us on. We are on Locked On NFL channel on YouTube. We appreciate you. And, of course, we'll be back to break it all down after week six right here. Peacock and Williamson.